The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton Sin Shu Chu Mouthful Right, all right. Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer over at So-Called Fantasy Experts. Uh, my co-host is, I believe, running. Yeah, he's running a little late right now. I uh, had a work thing today, so he'll be jumping in soon. But today we're going to be talking about all of the. Uh, Picks, the offensive picks that just happened last week in the NFL draft, 2017 NFL draft. Um, Before we get into that, and while I got a few minutes waiting for AJ to jump on here, dude, I want to talk about, excuse my language, all the bullshit that is happening in Boston against the Orioles. This is total crap um you know and i'm not even talking about the the racist remarks that happened to adam jones i know everybody is in agreement there that that is just totally unnecessary you know not i do not believe that all boston fans are like that but you know there have been articles that have come out that have multiple players have said you know they've had really nasty things said to them uh so you know it is what it is uh, that said though, you know, you've got this whole thing where, you know, Manny in the last series they played had the bad slide in the second. Look, I don't know if it was dirty. I don't think it was an intentional slide to try and hurt him. I just think it was a hard slide. And that's my honest opinion. Um, you know, it was unfortunate. It clipped Pedroia in the back of the calf and, and, and injured him. Uh, but look, Pedroia and him, they, they got things out over, you know, whether, you know, whether it was Twitter or whatever. That should have been, you know, cleaned up. They, they threw the next game, Matt Barnes threw at Manny's head. I mean, totally ridiculous. Okay. So fine. Everybody's had it out. Should have been done. This game, they start going at him again. Again. And, you know, he's had enough. He just, the very first pitch of the game to Manny Machado, last game, last night, Chris Sale, three three feet behind him. Nothing done to him. Absolutely nothing done to him. Tonight, Gosman in the first inning hits Bogarts, I believe. Um, you know, hit him square in the ribs. There were no warnings again before the game, and this is the reason why Sale didn't get thrown out is because oh, there was no warnings given before the game, so you don't throw out a player without warnings. So this time, Gosman throws and hits hits Bogarts. You could tell as soon as he threw the pitch. I watched the replay of it. You saw Gosman go crap. Like his whole, like his head went down. His, 
He just looked back. He was pissed. He threw the, you know, just missed pitch. It happens in baseball. Um, umpire immediately threw him out. There was no warnings given again today. I don't know what's going on. Um, and then I'm, I'm watching later on in the game, Adam Jones gets a strike two call, like, at his chin, and it was a delayed strike two call, and he steps back and looks at the umpire like, what in the world? Like, what was that? I mean, it was a couple seconds before the umpire said strike, said strike two. And then, of course, he's chirping the whole next pitch, strikes out on another high strike. You know, kudos to the pitcher, throw another high strike. He's obviously calling him. So Jones has to swing. It's a bad swing. He swings through it, strikes three. Jones, of course, starts talking more, gets tossed immediately. Like, what is happening? I don't understand the nonsense that is happening in Boston. In my opinion, the Orioles just need to pack up and leave. This is stupid. You know, this actually comes from our friend Jason who said this. Orioles just need to pack up and leave. Goodbye. We need to get out of here. This could, like spiral into a really bad, you know, sequence of games here for the Orioles. And this needs to get looked into by MLB because there's been a lot of bullshit going on in this series. And Boston is getting nothing done to them for all the crap they keep throwing at our pitcher, at our hitters. They keep doing things and not getting reprimanded at all. Is there favoritism because of the Boston Red Sox? I'm going to let you guys decide on that. But AJ's on the line. Let's get his two cents on this. What's going on, man? Did you hear any of that? Yeah, I heard most of it. I'm actually connecting through the, the site now. So. Oh, okay, yeah, because you're breaking up pretty bad. So, so maybe yeah, we'll uh, – Maybe we'll maybe we'll let you just drop call here and uh, and and jump in through the through the headset here. But yeah, man, I don't know. I'm fired up. I'm I'm so All pissed. Right. Like I know we were gonna take the last you know the first five minutes here and talk about some some baseball injury news because it's important to to get you know at least bring that up since we're gonna cover a lot of NFL draft stuff. But yeah. All right, I'm I should be on. So let me. All right, yeah, let me uh, let me bring you in that way and, and drop your other call. Hang on. We got you? Yeah, man, I'm here. Can you uh, hear me? Yeah, so so what's your take on all this nonsense? I know you didn't get to see the game today, and honestly, I didn't see the pitch either until I noticed. I was like, why is Gosman gone in the fourth inning and it's a one-run game? Like, I know Gosman hasn't been good, but, damn, he seems like he's pitching well today, but it wasn't him. <laughs> Like well, you're yeah. in the first inning for hitting for hitting Bogarts, and I, dude, it looked completely accidental. First, first off, how is my mic okay? Is it too loud? Is it too no. whatever? No, you're good, man. All right. Um. So now my my whole thing, I, I heard you pretty much talking from the start of of. The, most of this conversation, I think I called in like right at like one or two after. So my whole thing is, and I was at the game Sunday when they threw at Manny's head, and it, it was absurd. I mean, we were watching this whole thing unfold, and actually we were we were inside, like in the concourse up in the club level, watching it there. 
um, cause we were refilling for last call. And, uh, this, this pitcher Barnes, I mean, if he wasn't gunning for Manny's head, I don't know what the hell kind of pitching teachers he's had over the years, but they are all failing at their jobs because that pitch was directly at his head. And, and Manny, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it was a fast pitch. I don't remember the exact speed of it, but he didn't really move much and it just kind of whizzed by and then kicks off of his bat. And then it's like a whole thing. And it's like, well, now what's going on? It hit his bat. That should have been strike one or, or maybe strike two. I think it was strike one because it was the first pitch, but it should have been a strike. And they, they have this whole hullabaloo about it and, and nothing ends up happening. And then they're like, okay, well, now we're going to start start over. And they, they started the count from 0-0. Zero, zero. I mean, granted, Manny got on base after even, that, so we were all excited. I don't even excited, know if I realized that. <laughs> what's that? I don't even know if I realized that, that they didn't, like, count the strike or the ball. or They didn't count the pitch, period. <laughs> yeah, I don't – it, it was really weird. I don't know why they did that, if it just got lost in the translation of what the hell's going on. But – then he, he you know he gets a hit the next pitch i believe and gets on base so the crowd went absolutely bonkers but then to see the whole you know back and forth between him and pedroia i mean honestly everything that i've read and heard and and you even reiterated it just now is that it seems like the to between the two of them they they quashed the beef and it was fine but I didn't yeah. get that from Pedroia's talking to him. I mean, and maybe I need to look at it again because I, I think I've only seen it one time and it was right, you know, as it was happening, I guess, or right after it happened in that game. You know, he's sitting there saying, oh, it's not me, man. It's not me. You know, it's them. Okay, that that part I get and I agree with. He's not, you know, the driving force behind this. But he really is the leader on that team now that, that Poppy's gone. He's the, well, right. the mainstay the is, force that's but the there. Point is he, he said over and over again, like, this isn't me, this is them. Like, and, Yeah, and, but then and he says, I would have hit you on the first pitch at your next at bat. Like, what the hell well, is right. that? Like, that well, doesn't right. solve anything. It's like, okay, well, here's your payback. And looking at the slide, I, I mean – it's, I, I want to say, I, I want to say in my head that it wasn't on purpose, and I don't think that Manny did it with intent to injure Pedroia no, or even spike him. But it wasn't a good slide. Like it wasn't even where he went and then his one foot kicked into the dirt, funny, and just popped up. Dude, if you watch that slide, his foot was in the air pretty much the whole time. I mean, yeah, no, it, when it he initially went slide. down, it went up, and then he popped it right up. It wasn't a dirt kick. It wasn't something goofy that he slid wrong. But again, I don't think he did it with intent. I just think it was a shitty slide. I mean, that's the bottom line. And yeah, it sucks that it, it clipped Pedroia the way it did. It sucks that they didn't get the double play out of it because it was a tight game. You know, and 
it, it was just it, the whole this whole thing is just it's really escalated. I mean, this is the escalation that Anchorman was alluding to in their <laughs> fight scene. I mean, that's that's what I think of like them sitting in the office with torn up clothes. Oh, that really escalated quickly. Yeah. And drinking scotch. Like that's what the hell this whole thing is. And now you got Sale going out and then he freaking throws behind him. Bullshit that that wasn't on purpose. You know, and and Oh, that was absolutely on purpose. I get it. it. And it's like mad because he's a superstar so he doesn't get tossed. You know, and the umpires, you know, everybody was like, oh, well, there's no warning given, so, like, can't... So you know, what? You there wasn't a warning them. tonight, and Gosman's out of the game because exactly. he swung freaking what's his Exactly. What, are you going to revert was, back to the, the the warning from yesterday? No, it does not work that way. You cannot, like, post-date a freaking warning that you gave to two benches. That'd be well, like, and, oh, well, in the next series, hey, guys, hey, hey, this is some shit. We warned you guys in week you know, three of the season when you played it at Boston and, and there was some shenanigans going on. So now we're just tossing everybody out. I mean, yeah. give me a break with that. That is horseshit. Well, and, and, and for anybody who doesn't want to say that it was an accidental hit, he threw like a 77 mile per hour changeup or something like that. And it just floated into him. Like, like if you're That's somebody, the pitch you... that you use to hit somebody. I mean, well, well, no, no, I no, get, no. I get that. No. I get that. Gosman's reaction. You rear, you, you know, you rear back and peg him with like a ninety-five mile per hour fastball in the ribs. Like that's no, what you do. You, that's what people do. You don't you don't do hit that, him. Though. That's well, what no, I mean. No, no. But what I'm saying is that's what happens. You don't oh, see yeah. people throwing with seventy-seven mile per hour changeups and hitting them and going, "Up, oh, yep, that's that's what I was going to hit you take, with." Yeah, take that. I know, right? Like, the guy's going like... Next time, I'm going to bring out my Jamie Moyer change-up. Yeah, 45 miles an hour coming at you. See you if you can dodge it. that one. You got to throw a damn knuckleball at the guy? Like, come on. Seriously? I mean, this is yeah. ridiculous. So, yeah. Like, uh, for yeah, anybody I who mean, doesn't want to say that that wasn't... Bring back Tim Wakefield and have him drop one in on you? Yeah, total cold It's like, crap, ow, man. my fingernail. But, yeah, I, 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 the whole thing is has gotten way out of hand. I agree. MLB needs to step in at this point. I mean, I have to watch the Manny rant. I watched some of it. It's I, I guess it's the, the PG <laughs> like, version of it that when he was talking to uh, the Orioles um, announcer last night, and uh, I I want to see the actual rant rant because I want oh, to awesome. see how ex- explicit it is. <laughs> Obviously, it's a lot of bleeps, but I mean, there's yeah. like, there's times where you're like, I don't know if I really heard anything, him, heard him say anything except for beep <laughs> the entire time. But man, like, dude, I don't blame him. I'm, I'd be, I don't either. For as many because he's taking this whole thing, happen. and it's like, yeah. okay, I get it. He's the starter. He's the catalyst because of the slide, you know, and it's, you know, he. I, I guess he's the face of the Orioles, but I, I feel like it's kind of a combination between him, Jones, and even Davis to a point. Um, it, we don't necessarily have like a one man, you know, leader. Uh, I think we're we're a team of quality players, and, and it's there's multiple I mean, guys behind that. 
Yeah, I mean, but he's Manny, a young he's star player. upcoming. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, and, and Manny gets the reputation as the hothead because of some situations he's gotten into and things like that. And, look, I get it. I mean, he, I kind of think he does have a little bit of an attitude to him. But he's, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. He's he's taken he's taken everything that's happened to him, and he was like, just, all right, all right, dude, you do your thing. But then it just keeps happening to him. I like, I don't blame him. I'm surprised he hasn't charged the mound at this point. Like, is this? It's just BS, man. Anyway, yeah. we we gotta move on. Um, let, let's let's run through these injuries real quick. Uh, not a lot to say here. Let's just get through them. Noah Syndergaard has an injury. Uh, I mean, the Mets, man. I don't know what to say about the Mets. They just seem to botch injuries all the time with these guys. This one is so much worse. He was having bicep discomfort last week. He skipped his first start. Then they let, like, he refused an MRI. They let him pitch anyway on Sunday. And, of course, he allows, like, five runs in the first inning and then sits down. And now he's like, got a partially torn, um, a porn, partially torn lat. And he's going to be out for two, possibly three months at this point. So, dude, it's just <laughs> the mess, man. Well, like, was he riding a dirt bike? I have no <laughs> idea. Dude, who knows? Um, some other injuries, you know, Kluber went on the DL. He got back discomfort. Uh, Sean Doolittle's on the DL now. So, um, Santiago Casilla is a fairly hot pickup now at this point. I mean, that closer job has got to be his, all his now, right? Yeah. Uh, I, if it wasn't I, already. I think so. And then, um, I don't know. Just get Jonathan <laughs> Chan on it, and I'm sure we'll get some troll responses about who's who on it. Uh, for any of you who have no idea what you're talking about, check out the Facebook page, our closer chart posts. Um, we've got a uh, we've got a friend. We've got a friend of the site. Um, God, who yeah. else? I, I didn't write down Aaron, everything. I just I texted you. Aaron a bunch. Sanchez has boned me yet again. Yeah, Aaron Sanchez. Fingernail nonsense. Cole Hamels is out two months with oblique. Uh. Injury, and I just got a little note that Marcus Stroman left today's game with what something about his armpit. That's a new one to me. Uh, I don't know what the hell that. I don't know what the hell that means. What the hell is that? Like a hockey injury? Did he (laughs) upper body left ventricle injury out a day? Like that's a hockey injury. Forget to put on his deodorant or something. I don't know what the hell. Yeah. Um, Smelly pit. Who, who knows? Three man, hours. Like, if if we weren't having bad enough luck in our damn in our damn points league, you know, Mickey comes back and then hurts his groin again. But he's playing tonight, so hopefully it was nothing. Uh, uh, yeah, I saw that, and I almost God. I, I almost threw a stapler through my forty inch monitor at work when I saw that. I was so angry You're about right. him. Your uh, your boss might be mad at that, so let's, let's be glad that you didn't do that. Anyway, man, let's have yeah. some fun tonight and uh, stop with the bad news. The NFL draft, yeah. dude, it was a fun one, man. I, I actually enjoyed. Like, I was watching the first round. You just like, get kind of bored. It's kind of like, yeah, all right, whatever. It's a lot of offensive linemen and defensive linemen, and they all good. Fight, like I get it. Those players are supposed to be there. Dude, the first round was loaded with offensive players, and it was fantastic for us. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. 
the first pick, man, the the first offensive player taken, that trade the Bears made, which, my God, I know the Redskins and the Rams and everybody, like, we get crap given to us for the trades that we've made to take quarterbacks that, you know, ultimately are turning into nothing. Uh, but they moved down, they moved up one spot and traded, like, four picks away, including the next pick to the 49ers, who... By the way, we're not going to take Mr. Either Philly and or the Rams pulled off last year to move way up to get Goff and Wentz. And, and this is what they come up with? Like, what were the Niners just calling them and being like, hey, hey, guys, hey, hey, Bears, hey, do you, uh, do you want this guy? I think you do. I think we're going to take him. You know our quarterback situation's in mad flux right now. I think we're going to take him. And then the Bears are like, no, 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 no. Here's all our picks. Here's all our picks. We'll give you the next pick, too. Please don't take him. Please don't take him. All right, fine, fine. What else can we give you? Boom, done. I mean, holy shit. They're making John Lynch and uh, whoever the hell else was involved in this look like geniuses when they both came in. And they're like, six years. We're signing six-year contracts for both of you. Boom, done. What what can we do to earn this? Oh, I think we can just go ahead and fleece the Bears uh, of all the, the fur they have on their backs. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, man. I, what a stupid trade. It stupid really trade. Was. The only thing I can think of is that there were multiple teams calling. There were yeah. multiple teams calling the Niners, and like it just became a, a big bidding war. Uh, but yeah, either way, man, it's a bad trade to move up one spot, one stinking spot to get Mr. Trubisky, who I guess he's good. I mean, did anybody see what the Hokies did to him? Not good. Uh, granted we were a damn good defense, but I mean, we shot his ass down. So... <laughs> Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm and not totally sold on this kid who's had 13 college starts in his career. Well, yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. Like, what what are you doing? You know, and and it's like even more mind-boggling is that they just signed Glennon to $14 million a year. And I mean, not that I think Glennon is awesome or anything, but... Dude, give the guy a fighting chance. <laughs> I mean, did, did you I, did you see the thing where it was like biggest botch by the Bears inviting Sean Glenn into Soldier Field for the draft, draft night party, party, and then drafting his replacement after mortgaging the future? They <laughs> it was asked, the funniest thing I've seen. They asked him to come and like be the host of the draft party. Yeah, and then like. <laughs> Can you imagine him sitting there going like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, he said he sent out a quote later. Was like, I felt like I was cheated on. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Like man. right in front of you, he's like, "Hey, I'm a I'm a cuckold husband right now, and this is happening." Okay, there's nothing I can do about it. That's exactly but what it was. Fantasy value, though, that's what we're here for. I mean, this guy got any this year? Is he got dynasty value? I'm. I'm kind of not really interested in him at all, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I'm not really feeling him either. Um, 
I don't I don't know if I really like any of the rookie quarterbacks fantasy value. No. Um I kinda'm with you on that, but obviously we'll get to a few more of these. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 follow up on those later. But overall I, I just I mean, the guy hasn't proven anything. I mean and and he came out of nowhere. I mean, hell, he was turned into uh Mel Kuyper and, and uh McShay's like golden boy that the Browns were all of a sudden going to take him with the first pick instead of taking uh, Garrett. And it's like, what, what, why? Like, I know they have QB problem. That's obvious. But why is this guy such a, a big thing now? I mean, he, to me, he hasn't proven anything. So, you know what? Whatever. I, I But I don't, I don't care about him in fantasy. If someone <clears throat> wants him in fantasy – you're living in a fantasy world thinking that you're going to win with this guy as your starting quarterback. Maybe in a dynasty league, he might be worth a, worth a flyer. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really feeling him all that much, even in dynasty. But... I don't, I mean, you have a, you have a dynasty football league where you draft rookies. What do you have? Two rounds, three rounds. We have three rounds of rookies. And I mean, I'll be honest, like we don't have that deep of a the league. I'm actually going to try and ask to see if people want to like, um, increase the the roster size because we we still only keep like twenty five. I think you have to. I mean, at well, that we point, only but... we only have like twenty five rosterable players or something like that. And there's times where I'm like, like, dude, I can't keep any rookies on my team because I just don't have the depth to hold these guys. Like, there's there's yeah. no there's no there there's no spots on my roster for developmental players. You just can't you can't afford it. Um, yeah. You need to kind of have everybody everybody playing, you know. So um, anyway, let's uh, we got a caller. Um, I think I know who this is. Welcome to the Fancy Six Pack Hour. Who's this? Hi, it's Richard. Hello, Joe. Hello, AJ. What's up, man? I thought it was you. Hey, Rich. How you doing? <laughs> do you, you, do you catch any of our? Our, our, uh, our talk there about Mitch Trubisky. What what do you yes. think about him? I couldn't believe it on. Uh, I couldn't believe it when I saw the uh, the the faces of Mike Mayock on NFL Network. His face just dropped. And to be honest, I did too. I wasn't expecting the Bears to give up so much just to move up one spot to get Trubisky. Yeah, Trubisky. Nah. I mean, and and like what you said about Glennon and all this stuff, and the Bears, you know. What gives? I don't understand the 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 uh, thought process here with with them signing Glennon to a to a you know a pretty decent contract, and yet they sign up uh, Trubisky and go out of their way for a clipboard quarterback. Or well, I think he's going to be a clipboard quarterback, but maybe he's not. Maybe they're going to start him right away. I don't know what the Bears are going to do in their camp. We'll have to see, but. I, I don't see this. I don't see this giving the Bears much, and I don't really see it giving the rest of the offense a, lo- a whole lot. I mean, uh, apart from, I mean, Jordan Howard, maybe it helps him a bit because they got to, you know, build build from the running game. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, yeah, we we were both pretty. We were both questioning everything about this pick and trade, <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, they got so some of it I, back later, but yeah, 
I mean, so I'm, I'm guessing you're with us where, like, you just don't see the fantasy value this year, possibly some dynasty value, but that sounds kind of iffy, too. Ah, borderline. Yeah. Borderline. I, not... I, wouldn't rush out, I wouldn't rush out to grab him in dynasty. I'd rather grab one of these, uh, one of these fresh running backs or, uh, or one of these promising wides. Yeah. Not, this, not, not these guys. I'd rather have Deshaun Watson or something like that. Okay. You yeah, and, 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 you know, obviously we'll be getting to him too, but um, can, you, can you stick around for a couple of minutes? Sure. We can, we can run through a couple of these guys and uh, see, you know, get your take on a few of these guys. For the listeners who don't know, Richard's been a, a longtime writer uh, for FantasySixPack.net. He's the content manager for Fantasy Football, so uh, he's, got his own, he's got his own podcast for football that starts back up. I don't know. When you when you plan on starting that back up, like August? Well, I'm hoping that I'm hoping I can wake up Kevin on uh, Friday so we can get a <laughs> podcast going. Uh, yeah, man. And then, uh, yeah, Kevin Kevin Huo, who uh, who's my co-host on uh, on the Fantasy Edge, and so we'll get. Uh, hopefully, I can wake him up so we can get a Friday show going to uh, cool. further go into details and uh, and hopefully. Uh, um, well, we'll probably cover a lot of the ground that you're probably going to cover tonight, but yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's a companion show. It's our little companion show for the uh, for the fantasy six pack, and uh, hopefully, maybe we can get Jonathan or Tyler on there too as, uh, to help out. Yeah. So the the next offensive player taken was just a couple picks later, and the Jaguars took. Leonard Fournette. Now, this one I don't think surprised anybody. Um, you know, AJ, get your take on it first. You know, what, what do you think about Fournette this year? Well, I mean, I know he had a bit of a injury history uh, in college, but he was a fantastic back as well when he was healthy. So, I think that he can definitely have an impact fantasy-wise. Uh, I mean, we saw it just a couple of years ago with um, uh, blanking on the guy's name now, but he, he was running for for the Jags. Um, I, I mean, yeah, their their O line, Denard Robinson, um, their O line is a little suspect, but. I think the bigger thing is just whether or not they have the faith in Bortles and, and whether right. or not he's going to continue to be their QB of the present and future. Um, Cause I, I can't really call a guy who's been, you know, three, four years in now, a, a QB of the future, I guess. I mean, maybe you can, but <clears throat> that's not all you call him. He's now your present quarterback. So I do like Fournette. I, I think that, that you know you got a new a new head coach uh you got a new outlook um and, and overall Jacksonville's a young team man uh I, I think they've got some talented players on both sides of the ball it's just a matter of harnessing everything together and making it work and and they're in a good division too for the fact that there's not a great team in that division i feel like right um you know, Tennessee's up and coming. 
they they've got a lot of talent too, but again, it's another young team with question marks at receiver um, and defense. Really, um, the Colts. You don't know what you're getting from from Andrew Luck week in and week out. I feel like he's no longer this bona fide stud quarterback fantasy wise, at least in my opinion. Um, and uh, you know that that defense is god awful. Um, so I, I I like their position. I mean Houston is making some strides, so I think that they can make some noise. Uh, I mean, maybe not necessarily this year, but if they're going to legitimately give their coach a couple years and and let these players develop, I I like Fournette in this offense. Yeah, I mean, I, look, Fournette's a, Fournette's a stud. It, it's going to be O line and Bortles that's going to hold him back. But uh, Richard, what what you say there about Fournette this year and and possibly in some dynasty league? Well, he's, he's, the, he's the absolute he, number one for for dynasty. He's, he, he's probably going to be. Yeah, I, that, there's one thing that always bothers me about the Jags, and I can't get it out of my head. I, I I remember this similar thing going going on with Toby Gerhardt, and uh, like he was supposed to be the guy and doing the guy. Now, granted, Leonard Fournette is far and away better back than than uh, Toby Gerhardt. You remember a few years ago there was the hype train about. I do remember Tony Gerhardt coming out. Everybody loved him. Yeah, where where is he now? He's I don't think he's in the league, free agent somewhere. But anyway, that's a good question. Um, I don't know where he is. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> nope. So I look at T.J. Yeldon though. I mean, I look at T.J. Yeldon and and uh, Chris Ivory. Chris Ivory, you know, he can move in this offense. So it seems to me that Jacksonville is inching towards a better running game. Um, now, Leonard Fournette, uh, I will say, is the highest of the rookies in the in the initial rankings of Fantasy Pros. It kind of surprised me, and I, you know, I looked at the film and I thought, well, you know, you always see the good stuff. That's the problem with watching the film; you don't get to see the bad stuff. As well as the good stuff, you most you only see the good stuff when you're when you're looking for um, video of of the players. You only right. see the good stuff. So, so way there's a lot to weigh up in the in camp. We're a long way away from uh, from that, um, but I'm really big on the eye test. But I am optimistic about Leonard Fournette, and I think uh, he's definitely a grab in dynasty. Yeah, and you know, I'll, I'll just finish this up and say that you know the the only negatives that you can put on him is possibly his pass catching abilities. He kind of lacks there, and his durability. You know, as as AJ alluded to, he dealt with some injuries in college. Uh, I know one was an ankle, and I don't remember what else. But he has he has some kind of nagging injuries that held him out, especially this this past season. But you know, the guy's a stud. Um, the next offensive player here, and and I'll be surprised. I'll be honest. I was kind of surprised that this was the first receiver taken, but Corey Davis went to the Titans, and you know, I, I had to do a little bit of research Woo. on. I had to do a little bit of research on this guy because I was like, really okay. Um, but dude, this this, this guy looks like the real deal, and 
And I guess, I guess, Richard, I will let you go first, man. You can be a big <laughs> fan of this guy here. So I go, go ahead, guy. man. The floor is yours. This the Doriel Green Beckham that I wanted on this Satan. This guy is great. This guy is a good football player. I, I think uh, I'm on the hype train. I'm fully on it. I've got. I, I'm unashamedly on that hype train for, for this guy. I've, I've looked at the film. Um, the guy's got... He's, he's a DJB with smarts. He's got... Um, they, have this, they have this test they test um, athletes for. It's, a, it's kind of an IQ test. And receivers get an average of, of 17. Uh, um, the average NFL receiver is 17. He's a 31. He's got a... He's got a brain that holds so many routes in his head. The guy is like uh, he's he's a DJB with 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 uh, brains. He's got the size and the speed. Not quite as big as as Doriel Greenbacker, but he's got he's the Doriel Greenbacker with the brains, and that's kind of I've been really looking for that player. That's the guy for me. I high target for me. All right. Uh, AJ, I mean, you think Mariota is going to be able to make a receiver a viable fantasy target, a, a real um, competitive, uh, consistent fantasy asset? Well, I mean, you'd look at last year and, and you'd look at uh, a waiver wire darling named Richard Matthews and he finished out in ESPN I, I'm pretty sure this I, I, I well I don't know if this is standard scoring um, I don't think it is I think it's for my one league hold on let me go back then um, Matthews had a good season and and I would not be surprised if he had a fairly high percentage of being on championship teams because of the numbers he put up at the end of the season. He started off horribly, and he started to catch fire around week four. And and since then, he really had only two games in week seven against Indy and then in week 14 against Denver where he scored less than eight points, eight and a half points, I guess. Um yeah, that's so, PCR yeah, I mean, league. Corey yeah. Davis is he's a big dude. He's got the speed and and I think he's very he's he's got a good football IQ. Um I mean this is a guy that the Ravens thought was gonna be sitting there for the taking at sixteen. And he went at number five. I mean, I think it's a bit of a reach for Tennessee. But it's it fills a need for them. They have two stud running backs. They don't need a quarterback. You know, they don't need a tight end with Walker. Uh, so, what do you need on offense aside from protection for the quarterback? You need you need wideouts. And, and Richard Matthews, as good as he was, he's not a sexy name. So, and I'm not saying Corey Davis necessarily is either right now because. We don't know, but 
I think that he'll. I think that he has the potential to be definitely a top twenty-five receiver if he's got Mariota throwing to him all the time. But yeah. there's a lot of mouths to feed there in Tennessee, so that's the only thing that worries me. Uh, there is, there is AJ, but you know something. I, I think that the, I think the bottom line for is that the Titans they've been wanting this player. I mean they, they put uh, DGB out to the out to, to Philadelphia because he, you know he just he just couldn't learn. So yeah. here's a guy. And look here's what a guy he that did can, there. Nothing. No, he and he still can't absolutely learn. Absolutely worthless for us. He's, he's fighting for a job, I think. Uh, I, I he's think not going to have one. Yeah, he's not going to. I don't think he's going to make the 52, 53. So, well, he might. I think it'll be, eh. I think it'll be out for another team. I think another team will scoop him up and give him a go. But uh, I think yeah. I think he's pretty much done. But as for as for Corey Davis and, and the offense, you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of miles to feed, and you got you got a dual threat on on the in the ground game. But um, I do think the Titans are. I mean, if they can utilize this guy through his talents that he's got, I think he's going to be a star in this league. And uh, if you're in dynasty, I mean, he's got to be he's he's gone. This this Corey Davis, I, I love him. Yeah, he'll probably be one of the first three, four picks, absolutely, in Dynasty rookie drafts this year. But the guy that, well, coming into the NFL draft, I thought for sure this was going to be the receiver everybody was going to want to own in fantasy coming into the season. But hold your horses. He got picked by the San Diego Chargers, Mike Williams. Dude, there are a lot of mouths to feed in San Diego now. I love Mike Williams' talent. And, I mean, look, I'm an ACC football guy. AJ is, too. I saw this guy all the time. I mean, he he lit up Alabama. Uh, I mean, you don't do that if you're not awesome. Um, but, I mean, look, if Keenan Allen can even stay remotely healthy – uh, I mean, they've still got the the tight ends. They've still got um, blanket on the other receiver's name. He kind of came up last year in Allen's place. Inman. Yeah. Dontrell uh, Inman. Well, uh, no, there was Inman, and there was another guy. Oh, no, Travis Benjamin. Man. Hunter Benjamin. Henry. Hunter, Hunter Henry and Tanyo Gates. Uh, 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 well, I know I'm talking about pass catchers in general. Yeah, hang on. There's another guy, and I'm, I'm completely blanking Travis on his Benjamin. name. Travis Benjamin. No. Tyrell Williams. No. Uh, Tyrell Williams. Williams. Yes. Yeah. So that, yeah. All those guys are there. But, like, still, that's the point. There are a ton of guys. And I think Tyrell Williams was, you know, the number two last year. He was the top scorer, yeah. You know, so, you know, after, you know, after Keenan Allen, but then Allen went down, and Williams was obviously number one. But, I mean, you know, look, Mike Williams is a huge guy. He can jump. He can go after the ball in the air. I mean, he gives Phillip Rivers a big weapon down the field, kind of like he used to have with Vincent Jackson back in the day. So, maybe there's a little something to this. AJ, what do you think about his stock for this year? Yeah, I love the comparison to V-Jacks. I mean, you look at these receivers last year, and, and 
I want to go ahead and and just say I feel like Rivers probably had a down year. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, but he had almost 4,400 yards. He had 33 touchdowns, 21 interceptions doesn't help, uh, nor does five fumbles. But of those 33 touchdowns, only 15 of them went to his wide receivers. So that's less than half of his touchdowns. Yes, granted, he did not have Keenan Allen, his favorite. Well, I don't want to say favorite target because I feel like that's Antonio Gates no matter what. I mean, they'll no, be living in an old folks' home together, throwing footballs across the, the bridge room um, from wheelchair to wheelchair. But, I mean, Williams only had seven touchdowns. Guy had over 1,000 yards. Um but the uh, Inman and, and Benjamin only had four touchdowns apiece, and they combined for like fourteen hundred yards. So they 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 had some yardage, but he just he did not have that wide receiver target. And you thought, okay, well, getting Benjamin that gives him a bit of a deep threat. He no, he he wasn't. I mean, he had some injury concerns, but I I think again. Like you said, there is a lot of mouths to feed here, and who gets bumped out now that Williams is there? You know, if anybody, or is he going to be, you know, clipboard Charlie sitting on the sidelines, you know, waiting to get in? I don't think so. I mean, if they went and spent a first-round draft pick on this guy, they're going to expect him to come in and play, and he has the talent to do so. Um I, I would have loved for Mike Williams to fall to 14 for Philadelphia to, to think about going after him. Um, but I, I think he can be a force. I definitely do. I mean, if I'm looking at trying to target him, definitely in, in dynasty leagues in the top five, I would think he he's worth um, in, in a dynasty. But in a regular league, I'm thinking, you know, late rounds you're you're definitely looking for that depth he's he's potentially a good depth guy because again there's a lot of mouths but there's a lot of mouths with missing teeth as in they're very injury prone so you know they're going to be off the field at some point it's only a matter of time antonio gates is another year older and you know who knows how much more he's got in those knees of his um henry filled in nice but this is another big target for him to get. I mean, this guy made Deshaun Jackson, or I'm sorry, not Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson look really, really good at times. And it's because of his hands, his talent, and his ability to go up and and catch a ball. So I really like him. I, I don't love him on this team, but I still think he's going to be fantasy relevant. Yeah, I, I gotta agree with you there. I think we need to. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish, I wish he had landed. Just in a quickly, spot, but yeah, go ahead, Richard. Just quickly, uh, mid to late round, I wouldn't. I, I picked him up in a redraft. Yeah, I would too. I think. Sure. He, I think. He, yeah, I think he's more of a, of a of a flyer pick with with huge upside, kind of like what Adrian was saying. So, especially considering. I mean, look, Keenan Allen going to stay healthy? Probably not. So when that happens, 
you've 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 now got the next best thing there. So why not? Um, yeah. Moving on here, next pick. And look, I, I'm not going to give my thoughts here until you guys do, because I want to hear what you have to say. Christian McCaffrey to the Panthers. Richard, what do you actually think about Christian McCaffrey for this season? PPR guy, um, uh, mostly. I really think he's the key that the Panthers' backfield has needed for a very long time. They needed that pass-catching back. And I don't think any of them, I don't think any of them have that capacity uh, that they've had in the past. It's just, um, it's sort of been the, the elephant in the room for uh, for the Panthers. Um, I like McCaffrey for uh, for PPR definitely. I all yeah, great all rounder back. He, he, I mean, he's he, another he, guy. He's another guy whose draft stock really really rose quickly towards like as the draft got closer um another guy that was potentially on the eagles target list at 14 and here he is getting taken at at what eighth i think the panthers him. so he he's a solid back i mean he's a big guy i don't think he's an every down back but he can he can be that gimmicky kind of guy that's definitely going to be a third down back, you know, to be catching balls out of the, out of the backfield um, on any down that, that, that they want to do that. But that seems to be the go-to for third downs. Um, you know, he's just a big body out there. I mean, Jonathan Stewart, again, another year older, another injury away from missing three to five games. Um I don't think they would make McCaffrey their their workhorse back, but he just adds that other element that you know that they lost with D. Willie, um, and, and I think he's gonna I think he's gonna succeed. Yeah, so th- this is a guy that I have fairly strong feelings against. Honestly, like I kind of always thought I kind of see McCaffrey as like a a a better Percy Harvin, you know, he's a bigger Percy Harvin. Like he does, he does everything and he's really good at it in college. He's a superior athlete. Probably in the NFL is everybody is a superior athlete. So you're not just going to have that advantage over like half the competition you're facing week in and week out. I saw many games and maybe it was just Stanford last year. You know, I saw a lot of games last year where McCaffrey did nothing. It was like, what is he doing? Um, once people started really figuring out who McCaffrey was, I think he struggled a little bit last year, and I'm not sure he's really going to have the NFL body to, or the body of an NFL-type player to be able to withstand all of that. You know, all the the rigorous hits that he's going to take constantly as a running back, you know. Look, you don't draft somebody as number eight to be a third-down back. You take somebody at number eight to be your all down back. You know, he's going to be the guy that's going to take over for Jonathan Stewart. I mean, Jonathan Stewart struggled last year. He was bad, even when he was in there. So they're looking for somebody to take over for him. I'm just not sure McCaffrey's really going to be it. Look, look, I am on an island here with him. I have talked to a bunch of people in the industry. I'm on an island here. Everybody loves this guy. So maybe I'm wrong. Look, maybe I'll be proven wrong in a preseason. Like, I... 
I will admit it right away if I'm wrong. But right now, I just don't see it. I don't. I just really don't. Um, I think if anything, he, based on what your thoughts are, I do agree with them to a point. I think that he can be a good running back, but once he starts taking a lot of these hits, I wouldn't be surprised if they just decide to make him, you know, follow in his dad's footsteps strictly as a receiver. And and they may put him in the backfield here and there, but again, it's going to be more of a gimmicky thing. I mean, that's what, when, when the Eagles were talking about him, they're looking at him as the replacement to Darren Sproles. Every running back they looked at is the replacement to Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles isn't a goddamn every down running back. He's a gimmick guy. He's good, but he's not an every down back. He's not that power back you need. I wanted the Eagles to take Dalvin Cook, and they didn't. They blew their chance on that. They should have traded up to get him uh, in, back into the late into the first round. But somebody, one of the best comps you know, I had, I, I heard for for McCaffrey, is Brian Westbrook. And, and I'm Westbrook still not was sure. an awesome running back. And I'm but still I don't, not sure I don't see that. Westbrook either. So I don't see that. I think Westbrook was a much better running back. He yeah. he was a tough, hard nosed guy, and he could play downs one through three if you needed him to. But he didn't have to with what the Eagles had um, when they had him. And, and I, I I don't I don't like that comparison. Yeah, so maybe, that, I, maybe, I, I'm biased, maybe I'm biased because I'm an Eagles fan and I know what Brian Westbrook did for that team. But is is McCaffrey a, a hard nosed guy? Is he is he tough? Is he talented? Is he athletic as hell? Yes, but he's not Brian Westbrook. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm not seeing it either. Richard, do you have something else to say about that? Well, I I do. Well, I I think I think I don't want to. Uh really downplaying it, but you made a good point. You know, he's got that, uh, when you were talking about Percy Harvin, he's got that all-arounder type of type of game where he can score from the red zone. Like, I mean, he's a red zone, he's a red zone uh, RB target. So, I mean, yeah, he's going to be third down. Jonathan Stewart's still the, you know, still first and second down. You might see McCaffrey in... Uh, on drives where he's the uh, where he runs uh, all three downs, you might see that. Depends on how Ron Rivera works him into the uh, offense. But I I really uh, think this guy is for PPR. I'm not as sold on him being as you say uh, all three downs. I don't think he can take the punishment. I think I agree with you on that, but. I think there's a I think there's a promising like I say the Panthers needed this type of running back. Yeah, I mean he's going to help take a lot of pressure off of Cam Newton for sure. Um, you know, just as somebody else back there that can take you know, he can swing the ball out too. But yeah, I mean I I'm not I'm not completely sold on it, but we got to move on and got a lot to cover here. Um, next guy up on the list here, you know, I'm just kind of going in order of the draft. No, no, no ranking order here. Uh, but, but John Ross goes to the Bengals and 
I'm gonna come out and say it before you guys do. I mean, he. We're talking about guys that have to compete with a lot of a lot of you know other good players. I mean, John Ross. I mean, he's got AJ Green and you know a bunch of other guys there that. And didn't they? They just drafted a damn receiver last year. I thought they pretty decent. Tyler Boyd, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Boyd. I mean, Tyler Boyd was was all right last year. So, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think about this pick? I mean, this guy's a burner, though. This guy runs like four I'm, I'm underwhelmed. <laughs> I'm underwhelmed by, by – and I shouldn't be. Uh, Where did he come from? He's Washington Huskies, right? Washington, so, yep. Yep. And so he uh, – you know, I I didn't really – I, I was really underwhelmed by this pick. I I shouldn't be because I you know I looked at the film and I thought, oh this guy's really good. He's you know over the shoulder catch. You know does all the stuff. Um, actually no that was Williams. He's he's the over the shoulder guy. But, um, uh, this guy I'm getting him mixed up with another film. But John Ross. But look at him. He's fast. Yeah he's and he, fast. He he's they talk about and they talk about oh he's going to set well with uh, AJ Green. Well, yeah, okay. We had that with uh, Marvin Jones when he was there, you know. But Tyler Boyd should have been. And Tyler Boyd's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, he he's got a fight with Green, obviously LaFell, Boyd. Uh, I'm totally blanking on the tight end's name. I'm not in football mode completely yet. Eifert, I mean, we know when Eifert's healthy, I mean, Eifert's a huge target monster. So there's just a lot of mouths to feed there. And then they also used a fourth-round pick. We're not going to talk about this guy, but they used a fourth-round pick on another receiver. It's like, what is what is Cincinnati doing? <laughs> and then there's another guy later, too, that we'll, we will talk about that it's like, wow, now what are they going to do? But, you know, with John Ross right now, I mean, like, look, the guy's a burner, but, I mean, AJ, do you think this guy's really got much value of anything? Are you even looking at him in drafts right now if you if you had them? If I'm in, like, a 14 to 16 team league and I need some depth, I, I'll look at him. But um, he's got too many guys ahead of him. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he – Outplays LaFell in camp and gets the number three spot. I mean, it sounds like they want him to be the number two and just take attention away from Green. I don't see. I don't see him getting to that point. I mean, unless they're just like, "Hey, you're fast. Go over there and run real far every down. That's what you're gonna do." I mean, why? Okay, great. But yeah, Boyd's still there, and he he was good. Um, Pfeiffer's healthy, he's going to be good, and he's going to take targets. He's going to take away attention from A.J. Green as it is. So I, I don't know if they're, they're just trying to figure out ways to to get as many weapons as possible for, um, what's his face, Dalton, but I, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's got to be a point where you got to look at the fact that, hey, we've made the playoffs, but we still can't win a damn game. What's it going to take? Is it is it a guy that runs a, a 4-2-2-40 that's going to put you over the edge and win you a playoff game all of a sudden? I doubt it. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'll believe it when I see it with this pick. Um, Joe, yeah. I'm going to have to get going. But, Hi, man. Uh, well, yeah, thanks, I, for, thanks for jumping on. But but I want to I want to I want to I want to 
put put a name out there for you to uh, quickly gab about. And uh, I know that uh, Robert Kelly. I know you're uh, Washington Redskins, we're, but we're I wanted you to. Uh, Samaje Perine. Oh, Samaj. Oh, okay. Well, I'll let you we guys. We got him on the list. That. He's actually oh, last guys... on my list, but uh, we will we will get to him. I'm gonna oh, make okay, sure. Good. We got about That's a half good. hour left. We gotta we gotta rip through these next few guys. Yeah, but uh, so I'm going to plan on getting him. Okay, well, I'm going to let you guys finish it off. And, AJ, it's nice talking to you again. Yeah, absolutely, Richard. Good to hear from you. Yeah, take care, man. All right, have a good one. Yeah, good night, Joel. All right, see you, man. All right, yeah, that was that was uh, Richard Seville once again from Fantasy Six Pack. He's the content manager for Fantasy Football over there, which, which we'll probably be, you know, gearing up, planning for, start getting stuff launched and, and released here in the next – uh, starting next month, but in the meantime, let's continue with the show here, man. So, next up is the next quarterback on the list, and Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans. Now, um, as a Hokie fan, you and I both know this guy far too well. He destroyed us pretty good. Um, ooh, What's your feelings on his landing spot and his and is he going to start this year? I mean, there's you know a, a couple different quarterbacks that well, not a couple. They're they're saying right now that the the quarterback in in place now. Um, Savage. I'm, Savage, Tom, thank you. Tom Savage. Tom Savage is the guy, and I'm sitting there laughing because I'm like, I don't believe it. But what do you think? Like, do you think this guy is actually going to hold off? Uh, I, I mean, it's like it, it, it's funny because it's like the Browns, and they're like playing quarterback roulette. Like, who are we going to bring in? And who's going to stay in? And I don't know how many games we're going to get out of them. I, I love this pick for the Texans um, because. I think Deshaun Watson is by far the best quarterback in this class. Um, I don't, I, I, I still, like I said, I don't believe in the Trubisky 13 game span, whatever hype. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. And, and the entire city of Chicago and or state of Illinois. Um, but I, I love this pick for the Texans and, and I hope that they go into this with allowing him some time to get more built uh, for playing in the NFL. Cause that, that is the only knock I have on Watson is that I don't feel like he's a hundred percent ready to be an NFL quarterback. He was a phenomenal college quarterback. And I still think the Hokies should have won that game in the ACC championship this year had they not given up three really quick touchdowns. But right. that's, uh, you know, bitter beer face aside, um, <laughs> I I think this guy is, is top-notch. I mean, he's got the pedigree from college. He played in a great offense. He had a great group of receivers not just Mike Williams he had a great group of receivers around him and I think that coming in where you have Hopkins and uh, what, uh, 
blanking on the the rookie's name from last year. Um, oh yeah, and he struggled last year though. Big thing, he had like a couple big games, and then it was like nothing. Um, yeah, it's uh, Will Fuller. From, yeah, there you go. So he he's got those weapons again, and um, and you know the the thing that that does worry me about Houston is their running game. Well, no, they have Lamar Miller. Never mind. Um, but if as long as he's healthy, that will help him. Um, but he's got Fedorowicz. Uh, I mean, even Ryan Griffin is good at tight end. So I, I like him in this position. I don't think he's going to start um, right off the bat unless he really blows it away in camp. But I, I, I hope that Bill O'Brien can use his you know, quarterback grooming genius to make him work for this team. Yeah, like I have high hopes for Watson in 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 Houston. It's probably one of the better landing spots for him as far as you know, just all around talent around him. Like you're saying, my my real hope because I own him in Dynasty is. Can he save Hopkins' value? I mean, Hopkins was kind of trash last year because he just couldn't get anything done with Brock Osweiler back there. And, and so now that he's gone, you know, can can we see the Hopkins of, of old? So, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, he's clearly going to go before Jabisky because I think people are expecting, especially in Dynasty, uh, just because people are expecting Watson to play and not Trubisky. So, yeah. Um, the next three offensive players taken in, in the end of the first round here are all tight ends. Um, O.J. Howard went to the Bucks. Evan Ingram went to the Giants. And David Njoku went to the Browns. I'll be honest, I'm not touching any of these guys. I don't touch rookie tight ends. Everybody loves all three of these guys' pass-catching abilities, and I get it. They were good. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm just going to rip through them real quick. O.J. Howard to the Bucks. My, my, my worry with him is Winston. Winston is not an accurate quarterback. He can barely make Evans a legit fantasy receiver and Evans is ridiculously good um, he doesn't have really anybody else on that team that he can make fantasy relevant consistently enough so what what makes you think it's going to be a rookie tight end um, Evan Ingram the Giants this is a joke the, the last thing the Giants needed was a pass catching tight end who they don't throw to in the first place right and then you add that they've got three really good receivers in Odell Beckham, Brandon Marshall, and Sterling Shepard. Like, why did they draft this guy in the first round? They had other needs they needed to take care of, mainly offensive line. Um, David Njoku is probably my favorite of all three tight ends. He's from Miami. Um, But it's still the Browns, dude. Like, they still don't have a quarterback. They traded down and didn't take Watson where they probably should have. Uh, 
And so, look, they just don't have a tight. They just don't have a quarterback. I mean, I, I think they, you know, they did. They did draft one. Um, and I'm blanking on it. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about him later. We'll, they, we'll they talk did. about him. We got him in yeah, the next round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Deshaun I, Kaiser. I thought, yeah, Deshaun Kaiser. I, I kind of thought it was somebody different at first for some reason. But look, they they did they did take one. So maybe they're thinking that's gonna be it. But spoiler alert, no, it's not going to be. Uh, <laughs> it's still the Browns, dude. I just I have no faith in anybody going to that organization and being good for anything sustainable. Anyway, on to round two, you know, there's a bunch of different guys here. I highlighted a few that will, you know, will I absolutely wanted to cover. And because of time constraints, I want to make sure I cover these guys. And if we got some more time at the end, I'll go back and cover everybody else. But the first guy and Richard alluded, or no, you alluded to him. Uh, Dalvin cook went to the Vikings. I, I agree with you, man. The Eagles absolutely needed to take him. Somebody needed to so take him. So mad about Red that pick. Skins, the Redskins needed to take him at the end of the second, or, you know, not the end of the second round. Yeah, 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 the end of the second round. But who the Redskins got, I am definitely not sad about, like, at all. That was a phenomenal pick. He dropped way too far because of all these offensive players that went. But the Alvin Cook to the Vikings. Dude, this, this is a – is Go this ahead, a good landing spot for him? I mean, Latavius no. Murray and Jarek McKinnon are there still. I mean, what the hell do you do with him? I, I mean, McKinnon, meh, whatever. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I think I, he could easily dropped, overtake I'm him. I'm probably dropping McKinnon no in the fantasy league now. And, I, I mean, it, it's a good landing spot in the fact that McKinnon, and if if they still have Asiata and, and whatever – uh, okay, I didn't think they did, but fun, yeah. So the only thing that that makes this a good landing situation for him is that McKinnon is small and hasn't been that great fantasy wise or real life wise, um, and Murray's got a bit of an injury history, so right. there could be an opening for him, but. I mean, I, I think I was telling you when I was watching the draft on Thursday night, it was showing on ESPN, oh, Green Bay's up. Oh, pick is in. And I was like, great, they're taking Dalvin Cook, you know, and they're, they're going to already start the second have. round. They are mm-hmm. ridiculous for, for not taking him. Um, I, I thought he was as good as gone, excuse me, with that pick and, and the fact that you know, Wingo's like, oh, well, we're going to come back and put a bow on it. And I was like, oh, great. They're going to shock us by picking the first round of the – or the first pick of the second round tonight. Um, and it was just it, – it, it blew my mind that Green Bay didn't take him. Yeah, and then I was I looking at the charts and seeing all of these teams that were next up. I was like, the Jags aren't taking him. Oh, wait, they traded their pick. Seattle's not taking him. This team's not taking him. The Jets aren't taking him. None of these teams were taking him. And then all of a sudden, I think it, it cut off of ESPN and went to something, some playoff game. It was like a Boston basketball game. I'm like, what, what, what the hell happened? Where's the pick? What's going on? But I think he got picked before that. And then the Eagles needed to make this trade. This was the guy that they should have taken in the first round. This is a first-round talent. And he got bumped to the second round because of various trades and 
nonsense and whatever else. And I guess there's there's potential. I don't know if they're character issues with Cook or attitude issues, but this guy is a stud, and he's he's going to be fantasy relevant. I, I just don't know how much this year. Yeah, and I don't know if he if he is this year. I don't know when it's going to be. He feels like he's going to be one of those guys drafted by name because people are going to say like, "Oh, he's good. He he has upside." And then week two, after he's played uh-huh. ten snaps in two games, he's dropped. And then you, yeah, exactly what you just said. Something's going to happen. He's going to have a huge game. Murray's going to get banged up. McKinnon's kind of trash. And then Cooks is going to be awesome. But, like, you're never going to be able to predict when it's going to happen. Now it's going to be Dalvin Cook in 2017, and it's unfortunate because he's so much better than that. Um, he is, and it sucks to say that because I, I'm sure you hate Florida State. I'll probably I not do. as much as I do, but I, I don't think anybody does. But it, it pains me to say that and, and to say that I want him on my NFL team because he is that good. He is he is that much of a game changer. I wanted him on the Redskins, but I know. Yeah. I, I, but, it, it was uh, whatever. So you brought up character issues. Interestingly enough, the next guy that we have on the list is a guy who has massive character issues and huh? the Bengals are pulling a book back from 2010 it feels like when all of their players got arrested. And they drafted Joe Mixon. Now, when I said, you know, they drafted John Ross and cluttered their receivers, they now have drafted Joe Mixon, who a lot of people think is the second best running back in this draft by far. But because of character issues, he dropped. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, he punched a girl in the face in the college. I don't know where it was, but he, like, punched this girl. Yeah, it was all on videotape, dude. Um, it was like a fast food restaurant or something. Yeah, it was some and, restaurant. And I forgot or... that, that he yeah, was so... that guy. But then they, but... they showed that video clip again, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, Boom. There she goes on the ground. I mean, it's – I think ugly, that man. video is more damning than – the Ray Rice video. Yeah, I do, uh, I do too. He she flat did. out cold cocked this girl. And I know that he is, you know, apologetic for it. He, he is realized he was in the wrong. That's great. But dude, wow. I mean, yeah, no, I percent agree with you, man. Drop. So anyway, to, to move on to the fantasy value here, I mean, none. I don't, you don't think any. He, you don't think he could overtake Hill and Geo? I kind of think he could. I don't, dude. I don't I, think I, the Bengals take this guy if they don't actually, if they're just not sick and tired of both Hill and Geo being in, inconsistent as hell, dude. I I I agree that their situation isn't great, but they have two. I will say above average quarterback. I'm uh, sorry, running backs. Running backs. I mean, but you know, looking at it, he'll he'll finish 19th overall last year, and I feel like maybe he missed some time. 
Maybe no, no, not well. Nah, I, I don't know Gio if he missed time, but he he had a couple. Geo was out, I know that, but I mean he had nine attempts, eleven attempts, seventeen, twenty-one, four, thirteen, nine, twenty, fifteen, sixty, twelve, yeah. twenty-three, twenty-five, twenty. So that's all Hill. I mean, neither of them is a thousand yard back. They barely had eleven hundred yards between the two of them, or twelve hundred yards between the two of them. But Hill had nine touchdowns. That was nice. Um, neither one of them is a big threat out of the backfield. So I mean, if Mixon can get in there and prove everybody, including me, wrong as far as if if he's better than these two guys. I mean, I do believe he he has a lot of talent, but I just I just don't know. I I mean, I'm not buying into it right now. I, I think that that Hill's going to be the guy. Geo's going to be there to fill in, and then they're going to have to see what they have with Mixon. So it's going to be a, a camp and and preseason thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I think you're, I mean. I, I think you're going to I think you're right, you know, more early on. I but I think eventually it's just they're unless the Bengals just want to be the Bengals and just be dumb, you know, I I I think it's going to be pretty obvious that he's going to be the the far superior running back there and he's going to just eventually take over. Um Moving on here, last pick in the second round that I I wanted to bring up here, um Deshaun Kaiser Browns. Uh, I mean, do we care? No, he he wasn't a good quarterback in college. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, was, oh, I thought it was another Notre Dame overrated quarterback. I mean, sorry to say to Notre Dame fans, but you know it's you know it is absolutely the case. So I've, I've talked to Notre Dame fans who have said. I don't even know what why. <laughs> so, I, I, he's he's got a lot of learning to do, um, and he went to the worst possible team to learn how to do it. Um, yeah. So, I, I I don't know. I, I mean, I feel bad for him having to go to the Browns. I mean, and but I don't feel bad for Garrett or or uh, Peppers. Um, you know, going to the Browns or, or even in, in Joku. I mean, he's got to compete with uh, Barnage. But Barnage is gone. He's gone? They cut him. Really? Wow. Okay. Really? Well, then he doesn't have to compete with Barnage. My bad for not knowing that. But, um, <laughs> so he's the guy. I'm not right, good for him. I just happened to catch that. So, yeah. yeah, no, I agree with you, man. Kaiser, I'm I, not, I, yeah, I don't really care. Um, no. Not fantasy relevant. Into in round three, you know, there, there are a few guys here, and if we got a couple more minutes, uh, I'll, I'll touch on them. But the first guy I absolutely want to hit on here is Kareem Hunt. He went to the Chiefs, and like I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you, I, I really didn't know really anything about this guy, even um, even until like a month or so ago. But I think back in I can't remember if it was February or March. Um, Michael Michael Trivisono for Fantasy Six Pack did a little highlight article on him on the site, and it was fantastic, man. It broke down like how what his strengths and weaknesses are, and things like that, and why this guy is going to be 
super underrated in drafts and, and should not be. Uh, I'm not sure I love the landing spot, though. Um, you know, the, the Chiefs tend to go with one guy. And, I mean, they have their guy. I mean, when healthy, you know, Spencer, Spencer Ware is good. So yeah. I, I don't know if I love the spot, but I guess, you know, if there's an injury, Kareem Hunt's going to be huge. Well, that that's my thing. I, I don't love the spot, but I do like it for the fact that there is always an injury to a Kansas City running back. I right. Mean, Jamal Charles is, is out. He signed with Denver for a year. Denver, yep. But even when he was in and healthy, Spencer Ware started to, you know, carve into that a little bit. Um, I mean, you even go back as far as, as when Priest Holmes was there. I mean, right. he was the guy. But then there was, you know, the next coming uh, behind, right behind him. And I think it was Charles at, at one point. Um, I feel like there was somebody else that was there before Charles with Holmes, but I, I can't remember back that far. Yeah, so. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Holmes was an injury case. You know, Jamal Charles was an injury case, um, and and he came back and played strong after his first injury. Not so much after the second one. Spencer Ware's been a bit of an injury case. Um, so I I, I kind of like where he landed. Um, you know, Andy Reid knows how to get an offense in order. Um, he's more of a quarterback's guy, and, and we don't have Mahomes on our list here, but they, they went out and picked him up, you know, trading up way up to get him. I think that's a beautiful landing spot for him. Uh, Alex hey, Smith is... Yeah, but he he'll just sit. I mean, Alex Smith is. Oh yeah, well that's what I mean. Alex Smith isn't isn't a great quarterback, but he's a good quarterback. He's got a good IQ of the game. He's got good experience and gameplay, so it's a good landing spot for Mahomes. Um, but I do like Hunt. I I think that he can definitely. Um, I think he can succeed, and and probably as early as this year. I, I'm not necessarily going to reach on him in drafts or anything, but he's someone that I'm going to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. Another running back I'm going to keep an eye on big time, and not because I'm a Redskins fan, but it's the guy that Richard was asking us to talk about, and that's Samadji Perrine. This is Joe Mixon's running mate in Oklahoma. Um, this guy's good. Um, and I mean, is anybody like dying to draft Rob Kelly or Chris Thompson in fantasy? Not really. Rob Kelly's probably going to go and I haven't done my rankings or looked at any mock drafts or anything like that yet, but my guess at best, Rob Kelly goes in the sixth round. I mean, look how far we saw running backs drop last year. Granted, I think they're both, I think they're all getting propped up a little bit now because I think people are realizing again, hey, running backs are kind of important. Um, yeah, but Rob Kelly's probably a, a round six running back. I mean, he's a running back two, maybe running back three on most teams. He's not great, 
he's decent, but he's not great. And it always has that issue where Chris Thompson takes carries. This guy could easily take over for both of them. Um, so he's just somebody to, to keep an eye on here. So, you know, I, I I don't know if you know much about him at all, AJ, but, you know, I, I kind of took a look at him just as a Redskins fan and saw that, you know, he was he was somebody that, that I'm going to keep an eye on here. So, yeah, I mean, he's not. He's not real tall. He's just about six foot. I mean, he's five eleven. That's fine now. But he, he's two thirty three. I mean, that that's a pretty big, big back. He's big um, for for his size. I mean, I think he's going to definitely be able to forge his way in. Uh, you know, starting off as more of their third down guy, getting some uh, short yardage. Short yardage guy. Yeah. He's going to be like a good target out of the backfield and you know as long you know being being you know with tag teaming with Mixon I feel like he was more the guy as the the you know protection guy so he's going to be the one blocking for pass protection as well um so that that's something that that I feel like is a underlying trait that you know teams look for but it's not the first thing they look for, but you want to be able to protect your quarterback any way you can. And and if you're going back and dropping back on a third and short, are you going to run it? And you want to check it down instead. He's going to be the guy that's going up and plowing against them. And he's got the the frame to do that. Um, I, I think that that's going to be his place. Again, I don't know if he's somebody I'm necessarily going to be seeking out in drafts, but he he's got a, a lot of upside and and the running back situation in in Washington it seems like it's kind of always in flux to me. It it is. Um, Kelly Kelly kind of came out of nowhere and became the guy and you know everybody thought it was going to be Thompson and he wasn't the guy. So no. Um, I do I do like Kelly but I, I like him more as a first down second down guy. He's not going to be the big PPR guy. Uh, yeah, so you know we've we've got about four minutes left. Uh, I, I just want to run through the at least the the names of the the last players that I had highlighted here. Um, so Zay Jones, second round pick from the Bills. I, look, I like this guy a lot. You know, I don't think he's the big name that that you know, which is why he didn't get. You know, highlighted big time for me right now, but you know, Zay Jones. I mean, it's it's one guy there in in uh, in Buffalo, and he's always hurt. So if 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 Sammy Watkins gets hurt, this is going to be the guy because Robert Woods is gone. Um, so, you know, not that they pass a ton in Buffalo, but, you know, they might open it up a little bit more with the new coaching staff. We'll, we'll see. You know, so keep an eye on him. Curtis Samuel went to the Panthers, another good receiver. I mean, Kelvin Benjamin, and that's kind of it there. I mean, look, nobody there has really stepped up and been a really consistently good second wide receiver for them. So, you know, maybe he could be the guy, just somebody to keep an eye on. A couple 
uh, a running back that went to the Saints, Alvin Kamara. This is a weird one because, like, I thought he was pretty decent, uh, but the landing spot is really strange. Like, I'm not sure why they would have signed Adrian Peterson. Yeah, they have Mark Ingram, and then you saw, and then you draft a running back in round three. I mean. I guess if there's like massive injuries, this guy's gonna be good. But this guy is completely off the radar in my in my opinion. You know, despite being what a lot of people were calling like a sleeper into this draft, but it's not gonna be the case anymore. Um, Taiwan Taylor, um, you know, he he went to the. He went to the he went to the Titans. This is a, another. This is another receiver, I believe. For some reason, I'm, I'm probably blanking on who this guy is. I wrote him down, and I don't know where my notes went on him. But um, that's, you know, this is this is this is the guy there. So, um, and then the the last guy that I have written down here that I, that I want to touch on real quick is uh, Jamal Williams. You know, the Packers needed a running back, and um, they they got their guy in round three, so hopefully he can he can be there for him. You know, Ty Montgomery was decent for them, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, I I like um, I like Kamara. I think he's going to be more of a third down guy too, and just kind of learning. You know, Peterson's only signed for one year, but he's got an option for the second, so we'll see what happens with him. But uh, another guy that that we didn't list on here was. Uh, uh, Donta Freeman from Texas, mm. and and he went to the Texans. Um, you know, he he had some injury history. He's he's had some issues with you know fumbles in the past. Um, but he, he's a fast guy, um, and he's got good size. You know, again, six foot, two thirty three. He's almost identical to Perrine. So. Um, I think he can definitely help out in that backfield and, and take some of the pressure off of Miller uh, and be a good future back. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it'll be someone to keep there, but, um, but Yeah, so we are out of time. So let me uh, close out the show here. Sorry to everybody. I didn't get to your questions from Twitter. I promise I'll get to them next week. Uh, so keep sending them in at Fantasy Six Pack, at Applegarth, Algar. And uh, we will see you all next week when we get back into baseball full-time. See you. All right. See you.